Welcome to Aim Higher, a show designed to help us realize the leadership potential inside of all of us. I'm Skip Pritchard, CEO, author, blogger, student of success, and your host. Today's podcast features an interview I did with restaurateur and local Columbus native Cameron Mitchell, who is an extraordinary restaurateur. All of us can learn from Cameron Mitchell in this interview and in his book. It's not about a restaurant business. It's about a service business. We can learn about his humility and admitting mistakes, his people first business, so many different things we can learn from him. Learn about how a milkshake shaped his entire business. Some of his quotes that stand out for me, yes, is a state of being. And I love this one, guaranteed fun equals guaranteed success. So if you need a little more fun in your life, in your business, or with your boss, pull up a chair and listen to this conversation with Cameron. I hope you learn as much from it as I did. I'm here with Cameron Mitchell. He is a storied entrepreneur and has created mega business, sold it, created another business, or keeps growing that same business, Mm -hmm. I should say. Mm -hmm. And this book, Yes is the Answer, What is the Question, is the story of that business and intersects with the story of his life and how those two things intersect. It is a fascinating, a terrific, highly recommended read for anyone who is in studying business, culture, uh, people issues, organizational issues, strategy, but especially entrepreneurs growing their business. And I want to start talking about something that, uh, that, that struck me right from the beginning, which was one rainy Saturday afternoon, mm-hmm. you and your family go into a restaurant mm-hmm. and you order a milkshake. Mm-hmm. And that has a profound impact on your business strategy. I'd love for you to tell a little bit about that story. Well, yes is the answer. What's the question has always been a pillar of our company culture since day one. So I started the company in 1993, and now fast forward, this is now uh, 2002, and I went into a local restaurant with my wife and my two kids, my two sons, who were four and two, and my in-laws, and my wife didn't want to go to this restaurant because they don't take care of kids. And so I said, well, let's go in there anyways, excuse me, and... uh, uh, so we go in, and because I, I wanted to see this particular dish, and I was looking at this restaurant, and so I ordered a grilled cheese for my son, and they said, "Well, we we don't have grilled cheese," and so I pulled Jack Nicholson from Five Easy Pieces. <laughs> I said, "Well, can I have the club sandwich, hold the turkey, ham, lettuce, tomato, middle slice of uh, bread, and and sauté on both sides?" And I said, "Okay." So then I asked for a small chocolate shake, and I said, well, "We don't do chocolate small chocolate shakes." They all we have is this big Haagen-Dazs, like that's a quart of Haagen-Dazs ice cream. It's way too much for your son. So I asked her, can you ask your manager? Your manager shakes her head no, and the gal comes back, and I ask her to have her manager come over, and she says, we pre-portioned the ice cream. We, we just can't do it. I said, well, okay, can you get me a chocolate milk? And she says, sure, and uh, starts to walk away. I said, excuse me, on your menu, it's, they had a hot brownie dessert and a warm carrot cake. It's a la mode, two ninety five. I said, what's that mean? She said, what's a scoop of ice cream? I said, great, can I have an order of a la mode to go with my chocolate milk and if you whip that up in a blender for me? So I got my chocolate shake and uh, <laughs> my wife was fuming and she said, I told you we shouldn't come here. And, and I just understand, didn't understand why. You know, yes is the answer. What's the question is our motto. So about uh, two weeks later, I was speaking to a group of business folks at the Hyatt Regency, about 500 people and for uh, Business First magazine, our local business magazine. 
And I was talking to them about how yes is the answer, what's the question, and how that wouldn't happen in our organization. And so uh, about two weeks after that, a gal comes up to me on the street, my husband heard you speak, thought it was lovely, and wanted to order a milkshake, and went into your, one of your bars and tried to order a milkshake, and they wouldn't do it for me. It's like she punched me right there in the gut. And so any entrepreneur, if you know me, I'm like Chicken Little. I go into our Monday morning exec meeting, and I'm like, you know, uh, we got to do something about this. People are, the answer is yes is the answer. What's the question is not resounding the way it should with our people. And so we came up with the idea of the, we made the milkshake the icon of great people delivering genuine hospitality, and yes is the answer. What's the question? And we, uh, it's on everything we do. We make thousands and thousands of chocolate milkshakes a year. We start every major meeting with a milkshake toast. Every single new associate comes through orientation at Cameron Mitchell restaurants, gets a chocolate milkshake made for them, and, and they learn a story. And how the answer is yes, what's the question? Well, it's great. And it's become a one, part of our company culture today. All, all because of a milkshake. And mm -hmm. you're, you're uh, encouraging people uh, in, in many, many ways. Of course, I wonder what that team thought when you came in with this story of, <laughs> has he lost it over this milkshake? Yeah, they thought that a number of times along <laughs> yeah. the way. You're like, yeah, that was one out of many. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I'm, I'm struck by this book. You, you built this, this storied business, incredible growth, uh, well-known restaurants, and yet... Your humility and openness mm -hmm. in sharing mistakes along the way mm -hmm. is throughout this book. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're saying, oh, I did this wrong, or we tried this, we went too far left, et cetera. Sure. There's so many of them. One of them that, that struck me early on was when you said someone pulled you aside and they said something like, um, eight servers are uh, about to quit right, right. if you don't leave. Right. And I promised them that you would change and right. that you went out and you said you got some books on leadership and mm -hmm. and and that seemed to change your own um, mindset and, and kind of leadership mindset mm -hmm. there as well. Mm -hmm. Is that right? It was fundamentally uh, uh, changed my whole life. It was my old job with my, my boss. I was my first general manager position. I was 24 years old and I thought my success and the restaurant's success was on how hard I worked and how much I did and I was... Uh, I drove everybody crazy, and, and that's when they had this clandestine meeting. And fortunately, my boss said, I want you to stay, and I want him to stay. And he said, you've got to change. And so I fundamentally shifted my whole uh, dichotomy of my life and my career towards taking care of people, and, and all my focus is about taking care of people. Yeah. I talk about that a lot in the book and how our company is it's people-first mentality. As CEO of a restaurant company, I talk about our associates come first. We, I look at it as a triangular relationship. We take care of our people, our people take care of our guests, and our guests take care of our company. So Karen Mitchell Restaurants is built by its associates for its associates. Well, it's a great way to start uh, thinking about people. I, I do that same triangle, which mm -hmm. is so interesting. Mm -hmm. I resonated with that, mm -hmm. which is if I take care of the people. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. But it, it, it is interesting because to me what's so unusual, there's a lot of people-first businesses mm -hmm. And it's not so often you find in your industry people mm -hmm. first mm -hmm. businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes it seems they're you know customer first, whatever the customer wants, et cetera, maybe one thing. And and you have both of those things because mm -hmm. you're saying yes is the answer mm -hmm. to the customer, mm -hmm. but you're putting the associates first. And Absolutely. I thought that was interesting. And it also seems like you keep people longer. People are more engaged. They're very enthusiastic. You have almost. Uh, Southwest-like enthusiasm in your uh, restaurants. How yes. and why does that culture work that way? Well, it's because people know how much the company cares about them, and they, for, they therefore care about the company. And they've hitched their wagon to our horse and building their careers. And I say all one needs to do is look to their right or look to their left, and they'll see a CMR success story. We've had hundreds of CMR marriages and 
and many, many more CMR babies and people building their lives and careers with our company because they know what the, how the company cares for them and they therefore care about the company in return. Well, you, you talk about um, values throughout mm -hmm. the book and, mm -hmm. and you talk about these eight core values, mm -hmm. these philosophy in your book. We don't want to go through all eight uh, because I want people to, to read them and take them in the first. Uh, it starts off, though, with associates first, mm -hmm. but you have other things in there, fun, mm -hmm. uh, believe in the creative process, mm -hmm. those mm -hmm. other kind of things. Mm -hmm. All of these things are things that are not usually in restaurants, mm -hmm. uh, which is what, to me, was so fascinating, and yet you can apply them to any industry. So how did you develop those eight, and, and how should people building businesses look at your eight and think, should we emulate those? Mm -hmm. Should we develop our O's? What, what do you recommend to other business leaders? Well, there's three parts to our culture. Really, those eight core values are, are the basis of the company, but there's five what I call pillars to the company that I think are the most important and I think could really help any company, and any company should be able to answer those questions with authority. And as you know, what do we want to be? You know, who are we? How do, you know, uh, what is our goal? What is our mission? And what is our role? We define all five of those along with eight core values, and then finally, we wrap it uh, up with yes is the answer. What's the question? Yeah, it's it's great the way you you build on that, and it, it strikes me as well. You seem so um, left right brain. Mm -hmm. I, I was trying to figure out as I was reading this. I thought, mm -hmm. well, where does he fit on the spectrum? And you're very mm -hmm. left brain analytical mm -hmm. process, and here's here's these steps, and then you have this this kind of right brain creativity, and then it's underlying with this passion for people. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's uniquely in your DNA or if you can teach that? Well, I know I overheard our CFO talking to someone one day and she said, they asked, well, what, what was I like to work with? And she said, well, uh, he is the toughest boss I've ever had, but he's the best boss I've ever had and, and most caring boss I've ever had. And so I think if you can, uh, no, I, I, we drive our business hard. We drive our people hard. I have a lot of high expectations for them, but it's also wrapped around a culture and a blanket of caring and concern for them and their well-being. Well, I want to turn outside of culture and people, which is just very fascinating. A lot of both examples and, and theory to apply in businesses. But I want to turn it to entrepreneurs because you're mm -hmm. an entrepreneur's entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you take on more risk than a, a, a horrible boat in a hurricane, you know, that's coming on. You mm -hmm. kind of feel it in this book. Mm -hmm. I, I was getting nervous and, and the story was over halfway through, like right. he's going down. And I then, almost did a few times. And then, you, and then, and then, fortunately, the story continued. Mm -hmm. But when an entrepreneur looks at that and says, "Cameron, I, I, I don't know when. When is the line? How do I know I'm taking on too much risk? Mm -hmm. Where, where is that? Where I want to, I want to take the risk, but how do I, how do I know where that is? What do you, what do you tell those entrepreneurs? Well, a lot of times it's gut feel. Clearly, over and I talk about it in the book. Uh, there's been several times where I've taken on too much risk and and to. Uh, the company's uh, peril to a certain time. So, I mean, I've made those mistakes, but I think wisdom comes into play along the way. And, and, and But uh, I, I would say if I didn't make, you know, uh, if I didn't make, take that risk and, you know, eight or nine of those risks turned out very well and one or two of them turned out not so well. So, but I'd rather get those eight or nine in play. And, and uh, you know, risk is, uh, there's no reward without risk. You have to, it's part of an entrepreneur's DNA. Uh, you cannot be successful without taking risk. It just doesn't come any other way. Well, you do have all these risks, and, and some, of course, don't turn out well, but some do. I, I, I remember as you're talking, I'm remembering the opening of the Boston restaurant. When you talk about the opening of these restaurants and going national, mm -hmm. it's just mm -hmm. so fascinating. And, 
you were, um, you, you're also kind of a, a great sales leader. You're getting people on board with your vision, both internally. But but there, I don't think you were selling very well because your whole team said, <laughs> right. forget it. So right. your salesmanship kind of skills were yeah. low, yeah. I think. But then you overruled them and said, yeah, yeah, we're doing it anyway. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, it turned out. But mm -hmm. um, th that to me stri is was striking because you just went ahead and did it even though your leadership team said, right. let's not go there. And we... Uh, 98% of, 99% of the time we lead through collaboration and manage through collaboration. But every once in a while, uh, someone's going to stand up and say, I really believe this is the way we need to go. And that's what I did. And uh, our team, it was the final site selection in Boston. Our team said, uh, we can't afford to do this project. And I think it's too premature. And we think it's too premature. And I said, I don't, I think we can't afford not to do it. So we have to do it. And I knew it was a generational site. I knew it would be a great location for the next 40 years. And it's turned out to be just that. What would happen? You, you also talk about your family mm -hmm. and the importance of your, your children, your wife, mm -hmm. Molly, and mm -hmm. this uh, story, which is so compelling. What if Molly was here? What if, if I asked her, what would she say if I said, you know, give me a little insight into this story of Cameron Mitchell behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. What was that like? Um, in, in, throughout that period, what would she say? Uh, I think uh, she would say she's held on for the past 23 years. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think she's enjoyed it, uh, but she she knows uh, she's been there with me since day one and all the stress and the trials and tribulations, and it's worked out good. And I preach balance uh, in both home and uh, work, and we, we talk in our company, in our book, about if you can't be happy and successful at home, you can't be successful at work, and you can't be successful at work if you're not successful at home. So we look at those truly interrelated, and one of the things I like to say to our team is, I want you to make more games than you miss. You're going to miss some games, but it's important that you make more than you miss. So that kind of balance is uh, uh, important and, and is talked about throughout our company culture. And it's easy to preach that, I find, as a leader. It's hard to do it yourself, isn't yeah. it? Well, I used to I used to joke a lot of times. You could look out my house and see me driving around the block because I didn't want to talk business at home. So I would I would drive around the block for 15 minutes and finish my call. Do the same thing. <laughs> Guilty. I do the same thing still. Yeah. I, I think I live too close to uh, to work mm -hmm. so that I, I don't have enough time or, or something like that. Well, you have a, a national um, impact. Your 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 restaurants certainly are national. Mm -hmm. But here in Columbus, when I moved here a little over five years ago, uh, I think the first restaurant we ate in was your very mm -hmm. first restaurant, mm -hmm. which is which makes this even more compelling because I'm like, I, I, that was our first restaurant we went to. And it seems like your name is on every single restaurant here mm -hmm. uh, in Columbus. Uh, so uh, you, you certainly have this huge um, impact here for those of us who like to eat out. Mm -hmm. And I, I regularly score high on the open table scores, so I'm always out in your restaurants. And they're so varied, right? Mm -hmm. So at, fir at first, if you're new, you don't realize that these are right. these are kind of owned because they're completely different mm -hmm. if you're at your wife's namesake, Molly Woo's, mm -hmm. or if you're at your beginning restaurant, Cameron. You have an impact on community. And you talk mm -hmm. about giving back and community mm -hmm. impact um, later on in the book. And mm -hmm. I'd just like to get your sense of, of giving back to the community. Well, it's one of our core values, and one of our eight core values I talk about in the book, and so it's very important to us, but it just it comes natural to us. Columbus, in particular, has been very supportive of Cameron Mitchell Restaurants since my home, and always has been, always will be, and we want to be very supportive of it in return, and so we've demonstrated that time and time again, and 
The most important thing, I think, uh, and probably one of the largest things we've done to date is the launch of the new hospitality management school at Columbus State that we're helping Shepherd uh, through. It's a new $40 million state-of-the-art facility at the center of Columbus State campus, and it's going to be transformative to the food scene here in Columbus over the next 10, 20 years, along with uh, hopefully thousands of young people's lives along the way. Wow, it's going to ensure greatness. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask what's what's next because mm -hmm. you, you have this and at the end you talk about the, I'm, of course, as the CEO, interested in the financial aspect throughout the whole book as well, but you talk about how cash flow will fund mm -hmm. uh, the growth now and you're not going to be in quite the same risk profile that you not. were in the I whole time yes. or you're going to have a harder time right. uh, later in life. But um, talk a little bit about what's what's next for you, either the business or you personally. Because uh, this book is great mm -hmm. and I think will help people. Are you going to do more um, teaching, speaking? Uh, do a lot of that already. We uh, do a lot of speaking on college campuses. Uh, we got invited to Harvard last year to speak to Harvard Business School and was out in Denver last week. And, and uh, staying uh, connected to the young people is uh, very important to us. Um, to me, the next, uh, I, I have on my desk my fourth quarter goals. And, and those are all basically around strategy and stewardship of the company. Mm -hmm. I've started a young uh, work group. I have uh, six young restaurateurs in this group that I, I meet with every other month for six or eight hours. We break Great. bread and we uh, talk shop and trying to help them. They all have one, two or three restaurants, trying to help them uh, through the travails of entrepreneurism, especially within the restaurant business. And We've got our Bud Dairy Food Hall, which we're taking nine budding entrepreneurs there to try to help them get into bricks and mortar restaurants along the way. And uh, we're doing a lot of work with the young leaders within our company and our organization. So really it's about stewardship and legacy and um, strategy for the company is where I want to move into. Investing in people mm -hmm. and others and, mm -hmm. and helping with learning. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to ask one more question. This question is not in the book, and I'm not sure if we're going to get the... Um, get this revealed or not, but I'm really curious with all the great meals that I've had mm -hmm. in so many of your restaurants, mm -hmm. what is your favorite dish? What do you like to eat <laughs> the best at your own restaurants? What do you order? Well, uh, I'm not embarrassed to say I'm kind of proud of it one way. But Don't say a milkshake. It, no, 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 no. I do love chocolate <laughs> milkshake, but um, I'm very traditional, uh, you know, a great steak and and potatoes. In fact, I use the New York Strip I order uh, at all of our restaurants when I travel around the country as kind of a bellwether for me mm -hmm. to see, you know, how we're doing and how the, all the intricacies of that steak. And uh, but that's my my natural state steak and potatoes. Yeah, I'm do from they, Columbus, Ohio. That's right. <laughs> do do they do they sweat when you're in the restaurant ordering? Yeah, them? yeah. Sometimes people get nervous, and you know, I try to tell them, "Listen, we're going to be the easiest uh, guest you have all night. I'm, we're just here to enjoy." I'm but just they, filling out a few reports. Yeah, but they get it's nervous. Fine. They they can't help themselves. Yeah. That's okay. Well, thank you for sharing this. Yes is the answer. What is the question? This is a great book from. And it, like I said, it's a personal story, but it's also a great business story. And um, I wish you and the entire organization many more years of success. It will help all of us that love to go out and eat. And it's nice to see uh, Cameron Mitchell restaurants in various parts of the country as you travel. And um, especially here in Columbus, the impact you've had is, is tremendous. So thank you so much. Well, and thank you. Please uh, get the book. Yes is the answer. What is the question? And the next time you have a chocolate milkshake, you'll be thinking of Cameron Mitchell.
Thanks for listening to Aim Higher with Skip Pritchard. Check out skippritchard.com for more episodes, interviews, book reviews, and leadership insights. And if you like what you hear, please rate us in iTunes. Until next time, remember, don't settle for the mediocre. Always aim higher.